What's up, you sick fuck? Look at that smiling face. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes, it is smiling. <laughs> yes, it is. What's my up, face. What's happening, bro? How are things, man? How you feel? Doing pretty good, man. You didn't find those headphones, did you? I have my uh my Bluetooth joints. Yeah, you'll never use those. See? You'll never use those though. Uh, no, yeah, no, because uh, Bluetooth has a little delay, but it looks like we're, like, right on. Okay, bet. Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up with this new sideways feature? This is how I always had my phone sitting. Is this who we are now? Like, no, this is how I've always had it sitting. You're looking at me sideways? No, like, it used to be, like, it used <laughs> to be on one side. Let me see. It's all good. Hey, see, now I'm bigger on my side, and you're still on sideways. <laughs> That's cool. Hey, I like that better. Bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like, like it, it fucks me up though, because like it used to be like you, like used to be like vertical, mm-hmm. and now you're like your face is like this way. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. your face is horizontal on my phone, so like if I'm looking at it like long <laughs> enough, like my eyes start to get fucked up. Uh, yikes, man. Yeah, no. You ever thought about glasses? I don't need those. This is your problem. No, this is, <laughs> you don't get to see me face up. <laughs> this is your problem. I was the only one in my family who never had glasses. Both my parents do. Yeah. And like, trying to think. It's like my dad and two of his brothers have glasses. And my grandma does. My grandpa did. Damn. But like nobody on my mom's side. Really? Except for her. Huh. <laughs> Now I'm thinking about it, okay, my mom's side, well, maybe now, because, I mean, they're older, but, like, through life, maybe, you know, like, one auntie, two aunties, uh, yeah, two aunties consistently had glasses out of seven. So, like, percentage yeah. is low. Sis, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, three out of eight on my Big dad's room. side. Oh, have them? Yeah. Uh. Mom one yeah. has them on my mom's side, but I don't count her. Nobody counts her. Okay. <laughs> you know, at first I was going to cut this off as we dove into the, the wonders of family genetics. But uh, you might have hit something, man, because you all, <laughs> you've seemingly had, like, throughout the story of uh, this show and, and life, the uh, the estranged relationship with your family. Like, all yeah. of it. Not like some family members. <laughs> Like all yeah, of your bro. family, what's up with that, man? <laughs> oh no, man, they're just they're just different. Yeah, <laughs> like they're just different, man. Like, well, like we were at my grandma's a couple weeks ago, yeah, and there was some of them over there that I haven't seen in a long time. Like one specifically, and like he's talking about like the the heavy metal that he likes. Uh, nah, <laughs> <This> <laughs> my... <laughs> nah, this he, fucking... really he don't, he don't even like priest. Like, okay. come on, bro. Uh, no. Yeah. He likes like he likes that shit that you hear like on the radio, you know. Like like that like that shine down and that like five finger death punch <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? What's wrong with that, man? No, I just I just don't like it, you know? Yeah. Like and that's cool that he does, but yeah. like it's just like I don't know. There's just so much more out there than what's out there on the radio. I never thought of that I never really thought about the idea of there being like there's like there's like, ha, rap, and there's, ha, ha, that real hip-hop. That, you know what I'm saying? That, people, that real hip-hop. They always say real. It ain't just that. It's that real hip-hop. 
uh, yeah. Slug and MERS. Yeah. And, uh, it's the same group, but uh, <laughs> see? <laughs> right, because I know that. But one of them's on the radio, and one of them's not. But, but I didn't think of the idea of, like, the same thing in metal. Yeah. Like... That it's he, is, is that that hot topic shit that he likes? Is that what y'all would call that shit? Versus yeah, I guess. That yeah, real metal. Like yeah. I don't know. Like I mean, I don't. I don't like to hate on what anybody likes, you know. Uh, but it's like they're just like, yeah, this is the shit. Reason, and then like, there's should, a reason you don't like it. Yeah, like it just it just ain't hitting for me. It's just like yeah. all these dudes up there on this radio shit are sounding like they're like fucking taking a shit while they're trying to sing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it, it, nah, dude. <laughs> And you should clearly sound like you're gargling razor blades, right? And Not yeah, you know, and yeah. like, and all these, gym. like, I just, I just feel like that radio metal is like Julie shooting star, bedazzled pants. Julie, whoa, <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like forty years pants. old, still getting in the fight to the bar type uh-huh. of shit. Got you. I just realized what you said first. You said Julie shooting. <laughs> We all go into Julie's. <laughs> oh shit, man, that is funny as hell. Small town, so that shit. That, so the the pop the pop metal shit is that that small town radio. Yeah, there small you town go. Radio yeah, vibe. that pop metal. That's funny as hell. Okay, who are three acts? Who are three like pop metal acts versus like three? Like you had like a three on three in a street park. Yeah, like. <laughs> You got like five finger death punch, uh, fucking God smack. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Fucking disturbed. Yeah, bro. <laughs> get okay. Up, get up and down with the six. <laughs> <laughs> that shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not riding with that. <laughs> how's that. How's that song go again? I know everybody's weak. heard that one. I'm fucking weak because I wouldn't have like, <laughs> like of course I've heard of those bands, but I would have never been like, yeah, those guys. And then, okay, okay. Versus you okay, get now. What's <laughs> right? It's coming together. Okay, so what's that real metal? What's the what, name three of those groups bands? I mean, I'll just I'll just start at the beginning, like fucking Black Sabbath, fucking yeah. Merciful Fate, Merciful fucking, Fate. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously Metallica, you know, mm-hmm. fucking Motorhead. I must see Metallica was yeah, Metallica had hella, like they were on TV too. Yeah, but like back in like 82 though, shit was crazy. Uh-huh. Shit was different. Okay. This is like, like tape trading days though too, you know, so like uh, radio wasn't, they weren't getting, you know what I'm saying? Pi- only pirate radio type shit was fucking with yeah. Metallica in 82. College radio yeah. stations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The college yeah. radio stations, those are cool. Yeah. But not the same not the shit that plays the same shit that's been out for you know what I'm saying? Not that <laughs> Right, right. How you spell it? Um That's a lot of T's and B's in there. There's an M. There's an M in there. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm really fucking weak. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say like I uh 
I've had dreams about college radio, like a yeah. few in the last couple through uh, three, four years, three years, three to four years. Yeah. Um, like mundane, like having meetings and shit and, uh, getting ready to start a show. Uh, those like the two recurring things that, like in the, in the WIDB dreams, you wake up, you like, wake oh, up. What the fuck? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That was a time, bro. That was a hell of a time. What a fuck. Is that, is that still going? No. No. The the stations up there, there's one like there's the logo on the door, they changed the logo. My era had the flyest logo ever. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I remember it. Yeah, for the listeners, if you're not aware, man, it was a this these silhouettes of this long hair like Fabio and any random like woman on the, the front of his no, uh, his novels. Like face to face, you could tell because one had a sideburn, you know what I'm saying, versus you know the the womanly mane. But uh, uh, yeah, dope's logo ever. But no, when I went there because I had a show in uh, in in College City, um, ten months ago, um, eight nine ten months ago, and yeah, I when I got when I hit the city, I I went straight to campus because I had time. I didn't realize I was so nostalgic for it. Um, and yeah, went to the station and yeah, there's everything from what I can see, the big ass window, everything was cleared out. That's sad, man. Sad. I, that, that's a, that's a special place, man. I um, think, I think attendance has went down there pretty bad too. Over the past couple of years. Attendance has dropped over there. I'm pretty sure. Got you. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. I don't know what it is, man. Maybe it's the DIY aspect of the world now to where maybe you don't need there's something I want to talk to you about after where yeah I'll keep that off air. But remind Speaking me of the DIY. Yeah. I was fucking mm-hmm. I was watching uh did you ever hear of the band called Gore? Yeah. There's a uh documentary out on them that just came out this past week. Really? Called This Is Gore. And <laughs> just all I do like they were I mean they were hundred percent DIY making yeah. all their costumes, making like yeah. figuring out how to shoot blood all the way out into the fucking crowd. Like, I mean, just like the, the craziest costumes you could ever fucking see. I'm talking like fucking like 10, 15 foot tall fucking dinosaurs that will eat motherfuckers on stage <laughs> and shit. And how many motherfuckers got eight per show? A lot of people, bro. <laughs> A lot of people got munched on. <laughs> on and off stage. Huh? I got I, I seen them in uh Chicago like four or five years ago at Riot Fest. Yeah. And like they had they had Trump come on stage, they had Hillary come on stage, they had Obama <laughs> come on stage. Wait, they wait, cut wait. off all their fucking heads, sprayed okay, blood in the whole say. crowd. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And it's just uh, like they're like they're like fucking monsters from like a different planet that like gets stuck here in in America or on, or on this planet. Yeah, not even it's America. The whole fucking planet. The whole planet. Up. Yeah, cut everybody's head off. Yeah, you know, and like it, it was just cool though because I mean, speak like DIY. They did all this shit on their own. Yeah, you know that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> the budget for uh, Obama eating aliens. That shit must have yeah, cost him a pretty one. A pretty one. Yeah. God damn, man. I um uh, so last couple weeks, man, full. I'm uh, I'll be moving in a couple weeks. 
to a nice. to, to city I'm moving back to. Um, woke up this morning. City I live in, apparently most of it has been flooded. Hope everyone's okay. I did see why everyone. That's such a broad cliche statement. I'm not. I think I just said that to say that. Um, not that I don't care, but like there's millions of people in the city, and I've already heard that like one person is drowned. So yeah, like, one person. Yeah, so for me, they, uh, okay. they tried driving into the. Um, they tried driving where they thought they could drive. Oh damn! Yeah, and then it turns out it was like eight foot of water. Oh man! Yeah, I did not know. I didn't know, know the details. Um, I hope there are no more people displaced or hurt or worse. Um, yikes, man! Um, where I'm at, like outside of fact, I live on a high floor, like. Even yeah. this part, part time I'm at, there was like nothing. Like and, not like yeah, because I seen, I mean I seen fucking parking lots of like apartment buildings just completely submerged, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I'm not, I'm not in the suburbs. I'm not in the city city part. I'm in like one of the outskirt neighborhoods. Like they would probably call it county. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm like right outside of like city city, but it has its own little name where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? But huh? Damn, man. Just must be higher up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. Well, and plus, yeah, that part of the city is closer to the, the lake. River. Yeah, yeah. The river. So, uh, yeah, yikes, man. So, yeah, I couldn't imagine. Nah, dead ass, dead ass. Um, but I'm gonna be moving soon. But last week, uh, we had our annual summer summit, man. You got fucked uh, up, didn't you? Well, dude, it's a hell of a time, man. It's a uh, time for fun and games and uh, long meetings and soups and spa days. Um, yeah, man. So I was in the city I'm moving to. I had to handle business there. And then me and uh, one of the team. Oh, man. Part of this is coming. So I'm just going to start from the beginning because part of this is it's all coming together. Damn. Um, so I was in the city I'm moving to. And to save, save paper, we... Um, Rented a car on behalf of the company and we flew back, right? So me and homie I was riding with had a whole plan. And we had discussed it the night before. They'll come the morning of, whole plan's blown out of water. He's like, he, I'm supposed to pick him up one place, I'm not picking him up at another place. We're supposed to meet at 9:30, it's eleven o'clock, right? Oh, like, man. dude, just killing my shit. It's a long drive. So <laughs> I go to a Coles while I'm waiting. Go to a Coles, kill some time. And I uh, was about to get some draws. Like 40 bucks for like four pairs of draws. Like, yeah, whoa, bro. wait, no, hold on, no. Inflation affecting the draws now, not the Hanes. Inflation getting the Hanes. She, so. Lady was gonna show me a different brand, like Calvin Klein's, but it was just I'm a boxer briefs guy. Um, it was just this it was all it was all briefs. I was like, ah, you know, maybe let me get my thighs right. And um Yeah, so I left. Went back, pick him up. We take this drive, we get to our destination, uh, and among you know all the rig and roll bullshit, laughing and shit, there was a shooting in a mall. Oh. Yeah, and I heard about that. Parts of the city I don't really know. The outskirts, kind of like you know, an, an outskirt as far as not a suburb, but kind of right. Um, apparently, 
It was at the mall that the Coles I was in is in. No shit. Is what I'm told. I'm trying to remember the name of that mall. Some, I, believe it was I remember seeing that on the news. Green Castle or some shit. I think it was Greenwood. Greenwood, yeah. At least that's a small part of town. Um, but yeah, so apparently I was hours away from being in the same vicinity at the same time. Which is a sobering thought. Yeah. Um, for sure. An interesting thought. So that's the first night. And so the next day, we uh, it's the fun day, right? The fun day. We uh, end the day with headquarters. We have a uh, slip and slide kickball game. It's like the main event of the day. There's, there's food trucks, ice cream trucks, big ass water slides. Like big ones, you gotta climb them. And uh, well, first we decided to add in some activities just for uh, the guys at, at, at this level, the regional managers. That's what our summit is. All the regional managers come down. We have a big-ass meeting. But we also like to do stuff in the summertime, right? Uh, Started off Monday. Spa day. Facials and massages. It was great. It was great. Joe Jen? Pardon? Joe Jen? Uh, Pardon. I'm not not familiar. (laughs) Oh, no. No, no, no. no. (laughs) I was late. I was late, but no, no, um, Candace's and Britney's and, um, yeah, so we, robes, robes and charcuterie boards and wine. That's how areas. you say that shit? <laughs> yes, sharp coochie, yes. <laughs> Char- yeah, the charcuterie board. <laughs> how are you pronouncing it, Ren? I mean, I've never been to a party like that. <laughs> You know where they where they had lunchables on some wood. Nope. They they just throw lunchables on the table. Oh uh, shit! Yes, there was a yeah, little meats and cheeses. Um, uh, what else was there? Little mini peppers and stuff. Little finger foods you put on a plate. It was cool. And then, <laughs> oh yeah, spot day. There's a there's a picture of me on my robe with my calves out. Um, so then we went to drive fucking go karts. Dude and team, he couldn't wait to drive these motorized, these these gas-powered go-karts. You know what I'm saying? We was out there like fucking Mario Kart. So we pull up, though. First thing I notice, in far from the distance, Rebel Flag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Nothing to my down. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, uh... Yeah, rebel flag, <laughs> and then fucking uh, three tightly tied. Let's go, Brandon flags. I'm like, okay, what are we walking into? Walking into. Uh, this is the South. We're below the Mason Dixon line. This is Oklahoma. We walk in, and God damn, dude, Trump 2020 flag, big one, big one on the wall. Oh, yeah. Trump 2024 flag on the wall. Big one. Um, and like 
seven classic cars from the 60s and 70s high-end luxury brand. It's just it's a garage of garages. Um, yeah, dude. So I'm just sitting there putting on helmets. It, it, was, it was weird. It was weird. I'm like, man, they really want to do this. So getting out there was actually tight. Yeah. Getting out there was actually tight. Done that shit once when I was like a kid and spun my cousin out and they made me get off the off the course. <laughs> Gas power, do you? Yeah. He said <laughs> Word. Oh, dude. So we get done with that and we go to uh headquarters, man. We change our athletic wear. Some slight kickball game. Now I was trying to be modest last year. I might have told this story, I don't know. But not only do you do a podcast with the captain of last year's winning team? You also do a podcast with a one-time MVP of the slip and slide kickball game. You didn't get MVP this time. Well, I'm, I'm one of two. I'm one of two. I did not. I did not get MVP this year. Um, for what it's worth, there was no MVP crowned. However, I wanted this W bad. Uh, I did not get the W. We lost six to eight in five innings. Lost my voice. But here's a kicker, man. Here's where I don't know if I'm getting old or if I just did an unathletic thing. Or maybe I did an unathletic thing because I might be getting old. Here's the thing, man. Yeah, I like the gym and stuff. I look like an athlete. However, I could always run fast and jump high. I was never, like, explicitly great at any specific sport. Right? I was passable at basketball. I could start for the B team. I could come off the bench, the deep bench for the A team, right? Baseball, never really my thing. Football, eh, kind of rough. I was an okay receiver in touch football, depending on who I played. <laughs> what are those sports? Never played hockey, never played tennis. I don't have access to tennis. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? We had hella clubs back in the hometown. Yeah, I didn't have a racket. <laughs> we had, they had them there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those a couple clubs. Uh, either I, way, I, I, I never played tennis. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Went my thing, right? And I like to do boxing workouts, but like boxing is like boxing is like the piano of sports. Like if you learn the piano, you can do anything. Boxing and like ballet are like fundamental sport things because you can get better at every other sport if you're decent at those. Footwork, handwork, right? Um, but again, the piano of sports. So like, it's very basics and fundamental. That's why, that's why like tennis athletes, you can't count them as like the greatest athletes of all time. Cause not everybody just has access to tennis, <laughs> right? Swimming. You like Michael Phelps is dope. You can't call him the greatest athlete of all time. Not everyone no. has access to like swimming clubs and teams, um, and black people are like, we don't swim. Um, so, yeah, boxing. It's the basic fundamental, like, you can't whoop me sport. That's the basis of, of, of <laughs> that's the basics of competition. You can't whoop me. So that's the basis of sports, right? That's, that's, all, that's all I got. So I pull up. I'm already pissed off because officiating has been going horribly wrong. Horribly wrong. I go up to Batman. I'm down. Two balls, two strikes, man. And dude is pitching like a fuck. He's being one of those guys. And I'm already tight. 
He pitched in a way I had to kick it with my left foot. I'm right footed. Damn. I had to kick it with my left foot. Like that's how he was wilding out. The strike zone was crazy. I was I was I lost my voice. I was so inspired. You were hollering. I was tight, bro. So I get a good decent kick with my decent uh, decent boot with my foot. Decent boot for with my left, sorry. I slide in the first via my knees. I didn't want to go forward. Slide in the first via knees. It's slip and slide, right? I yeah. round first. And I decided to take second base head first. And uh, uh-uh. Uh-uh. I took it, and I don't know if I, just, I don't know how I took it, but somehow, dog, like <laughs> somehow I popped my shoulder out of socket. Oh uh, man! Sliding. Um, it was different. It was a different kind of pain, dog. <laughs> yeah, different kind of pain. I had to I had to breathe for a second, and then I popped it back into place. Felt like Kobe. Um, it's still a little sore. It's been a week. It's still a little oh, sure. sore. Yeah, um, so we're working on that, but yeah, so I don't, I can't throw the hook right now. Can't really throw a right hook right now. Uh, the one two is kind of coming back, um, but yeah, so I don't know if I'm old or if um, I've just always been unathletic. Um, then what, man? More work stuff. Uh, a motherfucker woke up. An hour, he woke up an hour after he was supposed to be where he was supposed to be at. He woke up, he was supposed to be there, he was supposed to be there at 10.30. He woke up at 11.45 was when I got a hold of him. Oh, uh, oh the, these are the regional managers? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I'm progressing the, <laughs> I'm progressing the week. No, this is when I get back to the city I'm moving back to. Actually, I'm in, oh, okay, I got back okay. to the city I live in. I got back to the city I live in at 4.30 in the morning. So I landed and then drove right back. So, no, getting back to the city, uh, city I live in, in regards to the city I'm moving to, this is four hours away. I had to make this thing happen within an hour. He was late, an hour late. And I'm cutting the story short because I'm kind of just rambling. But he was an hour late. I had to move one DJ whose show started at X o'clock. I was like, no, hey. Be at this place now, which how far can you be? He's like, okay, 20 minutes. He had to shower. He's like, okay, I'm going to get there after the guests arrive, but before the ceremony starts. I got to set up as fast as possible. We get that set up right. The problem is this DJ, Hall of Fame name, because he's the only one to achieve a certain thing and to get where he's at. He was at the very bottom because he used to suck. He got back because he's nice now. But this bride and groom saw a review about his work when he was not good, when he was not who he uh, is now. So they're like, hey, can we get another guy? And now I'm in Oklahoma headquarters being told they'd like another guy because they called back in and asked about it. I said, fuck no. They can't have another <laughs> guy. If this guy was still so bad, why would he work for me? Man, yep. it's dope, right? I'll have him give him a call. So I had him give a call. He's like, yeah, shit is tight. Everything's good. And then he fucking oversleeps at their wedding. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so I took him off of it completely. Um, yeah. I didn't want him to do the rest. I took it off, I took it off him completely. Um, and still made it happen to where he got to the other show. And everything was cool. And I had to make that shit happen from four fucking hours away. Um, that's the life. That is the life. Mm-hmm. This is the life. So. Uh, I'm a, I'm alive, man. I'm alive, dude. I move soon. 
Um, that's a little bit surreal still. I need to really start packing, naming down on that. It's a wild time, dude. It's a wild time. Hell yeah. I'm gonna get, get some. I'm gonna get some me time here soon, but um, I feel like money making Mitch. You know what I'm saying? I love this shit, and if I leave it, people still gonna love me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like Vince McMahon. <laughs> nah, dog. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Time to get started. <laughs> Want to thank y'all for pressing play on episode 159 of the Hard Camera. T H C C L I X, and I am your guy Jew J U V. Just under your visual, and I'm here with my tag team partner Big Ren, the legendary, and together we are the powers of pain. Big Ren, well, I know how they can reach you on the social medias, my guy. Yeah, dog. All you sick fucks out there can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at a motherfucker, a underscore m a a f f h u c k a. Check it the fuck out. And check me the fuck out all on Twitter, Andy Instagrams at Juvi Desayuno. That's J U V I D E S A Y U N O. Check out the show page on Twitter on the Instagrams at. The hard camera, no doubt. Live coverage, witticisms, whatnot, here too forth. Great content. You know where to find us. Great content. Content is down with the sickness. Content. <laughs> you knew it was coming. I hope it was for our bills. Um, so, Ren, I feel like Vince McMahon. Nah, dog. <laughs> you don't Bro. love me, Vince, right now. Bro. Bro. I, I'm still, it's been, now when this drops, it'll be a week. I cannot wrap my head around this. Vince McMahon has retired. He knows the heat's coming. No, nah, man, we can get, we'll get there. We'll get there. Because there's so much to talk about here. We'll get there. Just the idea of it. Like, this isn't, this isn't Bud Seelig. This isn't Roger Goodell. This isn't David Stern, Adam Silver, Paul Tagliabue. This, is, this isn't like the guys who were like figurehead faces for the NBA, MLB, NFL, right? This is Vince McMahon, the only constant in this entire art form. He took it from a regional business. And made it what it is now. Fucking global. Global. In a way that David Stern had help with Michael Jordan and Larry Bird. And then passed it over. David Stern, rest in peace. And passed it over to Adam Silver. Roger Goodell. That like the, the, the names I mentioned, right? They had it passed on to them. Within our generation. From birth. From birth. Pretty sure Vince was born in the ring. Bruh. If there was any other face, there's been no other face of professional wrestling more prominent than Vince McMahon. He had Hogan, but then he had Austin. And then he had Rock. And he had Cena. And he had Roman Reigns. But behind all those faces is the Vince McMahon face. And he retired. 
Where were you? Never, never expected it. I was at work. Yeah. My phone was blowing up. Bro. <sighs> yeah, I never expected that shit. So I figured, I figured if, if it was going to come down to that, he was going to burn that whole motherfucker down so nobody else could touch it. We would imagine that Vince, we all imagine that Vince would, would pass while in, still in power. Yeah. So, like, the idea of just, I talked about maybe being old or unathletic. Like, maybe I was old and I separated my shoulder. <laughs> but this is like a, yo, maybe we're old moment. What is what is wrestling without Vince McMahon, and what is Vince McMahon without wrestling? You well, know time will tell. Really, I mean, you I, know, I was I wasn't. Whenever they announced Triple H coming back to work, that was like what I didn't like think a couple weeks ago. No, I know. Well, like, yeah, I mean, he no, came he, back to work. Um, like he showed up at NXT. Yeah, he just said, "I'm back." Yeah, and like, and he didn't really do shit, right? And, and then, then the day duties, of, yeah. the day of, the yes. day of before Vince announced that he's retiring, they announced oh. that Triple H is taking over creative. Not creative, not creative. They announced creative yeah. on Monday. On sure. Friday, they on Friday they introduced him as head of creative, or not? Sorry, That's I said not, what you said, head of talent relations. No, I thought it was creative talent relations, which is a difference. He we, he was named head of creative on Monday after Vince left. Okay, all right. But before we even get to that part, right? What were your initial thoughts when this when this when this dropped? Thoughts, feelings. What what did you think? I was just like, damn, like for real. Like, yeah. what what what's what's next? What's what's coming next? Because this is this is pretty crazy. I mean, this ain't, this ain't the end of it. I would imagine, yeah, this is resulting of whatever's happening. Yes. He's going to come no back. In what capacity? Man, he will come back. <laughs> In what capacity? He's a, I don't know, but he's going to come he back. Le- he left so loudly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He left so loudly that... If he were to be back, it it couldn't be quiet. It's Miss McMahon and it's the internet and it's WWE. So I mean, if he were to come back, it you know what capacity left so loudly, but also the way people are starting to tell they they telling it now, it's gonna tell it a little bit. Miss McMahon setting foot in an arena would be instant news. Oh yeah. Instant news. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that looks, man. Um this is interesting because, yeah, we talked about, yeah, the investigation going on. Um, nah, I'll wait. I'll wait today. I'll wait. I'll wait too. I was going to talk about, like, I thought about that book that that guy's writing. Yeah. And a press release for it just sounded just really just kind of gross. Um, and I know there's more news coming out, but I'll talk about that later, the, the reception of it all. But, um Vince stepped down, man. And there's always yeah. been the story of Vince just being a fighter. Like, this is some hot water for Vince. Here's the thing. The ask the, the part of it about like 
oral sex and contracts and stuff like that. If that's true, then yeah. Like, you gotta, you know, whatever whatever justice needs to be seen for that, right? The other stuff, unless I'm not getting the magnitude of this, but, like, I still got an NDA I'm supposed to send out business-wise. So, the part about, like, NDAs to, like, affairs, it's kind of like, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a multimillionaire having an affair, a tryst. Um, a powerful man with a lot of money having a tryst. Yeah, there's probably an NDA involved. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing. Yeah, it, it's this whole thing is wild, man. Because the last time Vince was in trouble was the steroid trial. Mm-hmm. Like 30 years ago. And that man stood fucking tall and went to war. And now it's kind of like, I don't know, he's getting old. Getting does old. He, did he, does he not have it in him, or is it... Dude's, what, 78, 77? I forgot what the note said. Yeah, but he's in somewhere in the 70s, 70s yeah. Wow. Wow. The steroid trial was actually, hold up, the steroid trial. Right around this time 30 years 90, ago. It was, it was right around this time in 94 that he got yeah. acquitted. I want to see. Um, steroid. That's really, yeah, that's really around this time. I thought it was right around SummerSlam. It was right around SummerSlam. And I remember this because, I think I told the story before, but I had a, a VHS tape where I was just recording episodes of Raw around that time. It was leading up to SummerSlam 94. And there was an episode of Raw. It may have been the one, I think it was Sean and Razor on like the first match, but there was an episode of Raw where my, Macho Man sent next to Vince McMahon talking about how Vince McMahon was found not guilty. Not guilty! I'll just show you the clip. It's very Macho Man. Um, not guilty! Not guilty! Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. I want to find the verdict. Following an 18-day trial. Um, but yeah, it was leading up to SummerSlam 94, so I, I kind of remember that. July, decided July, damn, July 23rd, 1994. Damn, three days, well, yeah. And he announced on July 22nd, a Friday. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy timing. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Wow, yeah, like they got him on a second time. That shit is wild. Well, I mean, the, there's a business move there, too. There's a lot more people Vince McMahon has to answer to. Like, he's a CEO, but he has to answer to a lot more people and things. Not just the fans and public opinion, but a board of directors, <laughs> for one. Um... It's a publicly traded company. Well, how much, I mean, how, I mean, is it just rumors or speculation about all that other money that they just recently found? At this point, it doesn't matter if it's true or not. It's a story. 14 million? Right. I saw that. Yeah. 
at this point, it doesn't matter if it's true. And not because he retired, but because it's making so much noise or so much smoke in there. Yeah, yeah. So where it doesn't matter if there's fire, your name is Smokey now. Yeah. And we can't just have you at the head of this entire thing anymore. Before it was all rumor, but now there's investigations. You have to leave. Whereas in 94, when it was just him and the family-owned business, he took a family-owned business business and made it this yeah and then and then last month whenever the allegations came out and he went on tv did you hear the, what he said whenever he walked in the backstage fuck him fuck him yeah yeah i was thinking of that too because you showed up on smackdown did he show up on raw the next time i don't remember i think he just showed no, up on i don't think so how soon do you think vince was thinking about retirement. Because the more that you think about that, it sounds more like, less like a defiant fuck him, even though that's reportedly what he said, reportedly. But maybe it was his way of saying goodbye. I could see that. <laughs> I mean, like, no, like, the whole shit is just weird. Uh, he had fucking Stephanie basically let go a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. For allegedly not fulfilling her duties as what was it the the global ambassador Brandon, or whatever yeah, yeah. brand yeah. ambassador yeah. and Triple H had a major health scare okay. six months ago. Yeah, uh, by this time, about then, a year ago. About a year ago. Okay. Well, the, we'll fast forward. Then Stephanie gets released or whatever. Yeah, and then two months later. She's back up in there, and Triple H is back, too. After he said he'd never come back. I don't remember saying that. I thought to that the was ring? the word. Come back to the no, ring? No, no, he didn't never. No, 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 no. Like, I thought he was never coming back to work. Oh, uh, I didn't. I never heard that. But um, but think of that, too, right? Like, there's a there's the toll of us thinking about, oh, man, this is shit. This is why the, the wild to wrap their heads around. Think about Triple H. And Stephanie McMahon, like, Triple H has been working for this company for half of his life. Steph has been prepared for something like this for all of her life just by virtue of being the daughter. Like, on a much smaller scale, for me, right, I'm taking the place of the guy who hired me. Mm -hmm. Where all I've known of this company is him in this city. He hired me. And now I'm taking his spot. And that's weird for me. Yeah, I'm sure. In this incredibly small scale. They just took over WWE. Billion dollar company. And not just the person who hired them. Who, Yeah, the person who hired them. But her father and his father-in-law. What do you think Shane's thinking about all this? Before we even get to Shane, right? Because there's Shane stories coming out. Her father, his father-in-law, like, taking the throne is one thing. But the reason why they're taking the throne, amidst scandal and rumor and innuendo, so the professional toll, putting in that, being in that space now and how surreal that is, and then, like, they go see Vince for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Oh, yeah. That's family. 
How's the company doing, H? <laughs> and having to deal with and having to sit with him through that. Because again, Probably rules. Like, nah, we ain't talking about none of this shit. I don't. What else is there, though, right? Because there's. I know. For years, we've heard the story that Vince doesn't do anything. He works out and he runs his company. He doesn't take vacations. He doesn't sleep. Like, and now he has no choice but to find something to do. Like, what does Vince McMahon like to do? You know what I'm saying? I don't think I don't think Vince wants people to know what he likes to do. Like, not in like a bad way. You know I what get I'm saying? It. But like, he doesn't want anybody to know what he does. <laughs> like Jew. Um, <laughs> you don't be doing nothing, though. <laughs> <laughs> fucking right. Like we saw the we took we heard about Vince McMahon going to see Dave Chappelle, and we thought that was just so weird. Yeah. Right. Like Vince don't go out to eat. Vince don't eat. Like, yeah. Like, what does Vince McMahon do with himself? How does Steph and Triple H take this? Because it's not just a professional change, but it's their father going through an incredibly difficult time that they have to jump into. And it's it's this is this is weirder than wrestling itself. Big time. It's weirder than wrestling itself, dude. Oh. Wow. And we'll talk about... Did you watch Raw? Yeah. We'll talk about the small changes I noticed with Raw already with, with in, in the new regime. Uh, but we can write that up in the SummerSlam because Big Ren, SummerSlam 2022. Before we get there, let's check out these numbers. Big Ren is sitting at 26 of 34. Matches predicted at 76.47%. You got Drew sitting at 25 of 34. 73.52%. Put your eyes back in your face, dog. We uh we got a long way to go. <laughs> long way to go. You got it right now. You got it right now. Um What do you think about SummerSlam? What do you think about SummerSlam just on paper? And what do you think about SummerSlam in the midst of this new era? For one, I don't like that it's not in August. I feel that. That is and a I little hate the thing new that fucking counts. logo. Uh, I'll give it to them because it's Nashville, so they're trying to give a little care. twang. But I get it. Yeah, shove yeah. that twang up their twanger. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> but I'm uh, to get the word. Um, it's cool. Like I know there's there's a lot of people injured and shit. You know, so they got to make it happen still. But I'm just kind of getting. We're just doing the same thing again. But, I mean, they're changing it up. It'll be fun. I won't be able to watch it live. I so, and and honestly, every time I can't watch it live, I'm not as excited about it. Really? Yeah. I, I get how that could be. You want to see You want to see it as it happens. Yeah. Instead of having to avoid spoilers. Mm-hmm. I feel that. And, I won't be able and, to and, watch I, it and I've got a seven-hour car ride the day after SummerSlam, so I... What else Guys. am I gonna do? What's going on this weekend? I'm going to Youngstown, Ohio for End of the Darkness okay. Festival. Race gotcha. plan. That'd have been dope had you mentioned that at the beginning of the show. Yeah, but, uh, like it's you, all good. You're just kind of going off, you know. Well, yeah, well stories. I was telling my story, but we we talked for like twelve minutes beforehand. I mean, we're just getting done with the sickness. Yeah, I see. But word, so we can talk about that next week, but. 
Um, yeah, I'm not. I, yeah, I won't be able to watch it live either. I have a show I have to do. I promised someone I would do. Um, as far as this card goes, just looking at the paper when I was when I was about to send this to you, I looked at the card. and I was like, this isn't a bad card. It's not bad. Like I think, yeah, I, I'd be interested in SummerSlam because it's SummerSlam, right? I, I had the VHS of of matches and weeks leading up to SummerSlam '94, right? So like SummerSlam. And maybe I think maybe uh, maybe I'm getting old again, right? Um, the name SummerSlam didn't feel like it was hidden, but I was looking at his card. I was like, "There's some, some there's some sleepers on here." There's well, some SummerSlam to me was like SummerSlam to me also was like the end, like the last big party of the summer. There ain't no beach balls, Brock Lesnar ain't F five and sharks. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I still a whole ass month left. <laughs> Summer ain't ending for shit. Uh-uh. True. They could have put like vengeance or something here this month. Fully they loaded. Yeah. They could have put, put fully loaded. Um interesting. Okay. That's funny. That's interesting too. Maybe yeah, maybe that's the reason why yeah, it didn't hit as hard. But looking at this car, it doesn't look doesn't look that bad. Um this show to me. It's too it's too soon to talk about change, creative. Yeah, yeah, for it's sure. It's too soon. You don't. Like, there's like there's weeks change. and months. There's weeks and months already laid out, and, and they even, may they may say, "Oh yeah, we rewrite every fuck or rewrite or have to rewrite every fucking script of Raw or whatever." It gets thrown out the window, yada yada yada. But no, there's there's shit set. I wonder if they more so just have a vision more than like plans. Yeah. I think that may be the thing because we talk about it being ripped up and written up, ripped up and yeah, rewritten. That that tells me that, the, that there's not a plan intact. No, though there's we a know we know that like they want Theory to be the guy, like coming yeah. up to be the guy. We you know what I'm saying. So the vision is there. Um, but again, it's kind of you can't just talk about change. Like no. that that takes time. Things have to be implemented. Uh, again, I saw a couple differences in Raw already, but you know, still we'll we'll get there. Um, I wish AJ Styles was on this card. Yeah, me too. Uh, I may be jumping a gun talking about AJ Styles, but he should have been more. I I feel like there was more to to get from that Judgment Day AJ Styles feud, even though it was centered around Edge. But I feel like there was some juice there with with AJ and Finn. Um, Finn turned. He didn't turn on AJ, but he turned as a result of the match with AJ. So I figured AJ could still transition into that feud. We'd have got some out of that. Oh, well, but Dolph Ziggler, that looks like to be a, a new tag team. So there's some guys not on the show that, that uh, could have taken up space. But let's get to it, man. This is not this is not a bad card. Not a bad card. Um, let's start with here. Because once I remember this match, I think that's the thing. None of it seems memorable. Yeah. I feel like a lot of it, they built. I mean, I just watched his last Raw, but they did a really good building just straight towards SummerSlam on this Raw. Yeah. Um, so let's start here, man. I would say uh, the un- the most underrated guy on WWE television this year, Seth freaking Rollins, taking on Riddle. Talk to me, man. How you see this going? What you think? This is a tough one, man, because fucking like you're saying, dude, fucking he's, I mean, you didn't just say this, but fucking he hasn't won a match at a pay-per-view in a while. Long time. <laughs> Long time. Yep. Well, that's where the underrated in this aspect comes in because he hasn't won a match in a while, but he's still Seth freaking Rollins. 
Yeah, and like he's still on these big fucking pay per views, like every yeah. single one of them. Yeah, hell yeah. So I mean, the whole losing thing, whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think I think Riddle needs this one more than he does. Needs in what way? I think he just needs to make him. I mean, because he's been getting beat the fuck up by the bloodline. <laughs> You've been taking some uh, some uh, valiant L's. Yeah, that valiant effort L's. I mean, when when is when is Randy coming back? We don't know anything we about that. Know. We have no clue. Apparently, this back injury was worse than uh, initially speculated. Well, that sucks. Because mm-hmm. um, this is why Brock Lesnar is here. You know what I'm saying? This yeah, exactly. Stuff, right. So, go ahead. Um, I'm I'm actually gonna go with Seth Rollins on this one just because mm. he hasn't had one in a while. It's a big crowd, and yeah, I know I just said the fucking wins and losses shit doesn't matter because he's still been on every single fucking big pay per view. Mm. But I think it'll add more to their story, and we could keep this one going for a little bit, at least until Randy gets back. Randy, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna go with Riddle. I'm going to go with Riddle. Um, this run Riddle's on, man. It's a little more natural of a build than what people believe Austin Theory is to be. Oh, yeah. Um, which we'll talk about Theory in a bit. But, yeah. Um, this run is different. It's a little more natural. It's based off his love of Randy Orton, but he has mm-hmm. to be able to pull it off. And he's pulling it off well, while see, still being him. And that's – I think that's where it's – gonna turn hmm he's gonna be like i've been trying to i've just been trying to be your bro and you haven't been here for me and come on get my ass whipped and he's just gonna turn on fucking randy when he comes you back think he turns on orton mm-hmm. huh like he got so close to the viper he learned how to be the viper yeah interesting yeah. i like that twist <laughs> That's a nice little twist. You got a creative check. You on that? You on that? You on the board? Yeah. You on the board with, with H. I like that because <laughs> <laughs> that's really interesting. Because yeah, you would think with all of you know Randy Orton being Randy Orton that Orton would be the one to turn, and Riddle has that broness about him that you just wouldn't expect it. But clearly, he's yeah. also like a vicious fighter. Yeah. You know what I mean? See. Huh? And I don't like. I don't think anybody would expect that. No, not It'd at all. It'd be fun. It'd be sad. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it but wouldn't be, be good. no shit like HPK saying, "I'm sorry, super kicking Rick." No, Flair, it definitely you know would not. It. it definitely would not. Interesting, <laughs> especially with this rumored this rumored change to TV 14. That's gonna be interesting seeing what that's like under the new regime. Yeah. Dub- yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get there. We didn't really talk about what the changes could be for Vince McMahon, but I think we could talk about that throughout the SummerSlam card. Um, yeah, I'm going with Riddle. I think we find a, a, another super cool way to hit an RKO from Seth Rollins. Um, I don't know if Orton comes back, but yeah, nice little story here. I think Seth Rollins continues that losing streak. He's doing well without we'll it. It's Seth. It's Seth we'll have to wait till after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Hide your phones. Hide your wife. Um, let's go to this one, man. Logan Paul versus The Miz. What you thinking? It uh, seems like a no-brainer, right? 
I don't know. I know. I, I use a little bit. <laughs> well, does it sound like a no-brainer or not to you, sir? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like to me, kind of, yeah. Uh-huh. Just because last year at WrestleMania, The Miz turned on him. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, I think, I think, uh, what was it, Logan? Yeah, Logan. He said, which one think, of the Paul brothers? Yeah, I know, right? I mean, they, they're, they're the fucking same. One of them has tattoos. The other one doesn't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Logan's going to win this. And uh, and I don't think it's going to be clean. What do you mean? I think I think something's going to happen. I think Maurice is going to get up in there, and the Miz is going to get distracted, or the ref's going to get distracted, and Logan's going to fucking low-blow those nuts like he's been talking about oh, those balls. His balls have to come into play. Yeah. I forgot that that's what this was built around. Yeah, nuts. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I forgot about that. Because, listen, that to me, I watched, did you watch Raw from the beginning? Yeah. Had they ever opened a Raw like that? Never. That was interesting. Start hot. Hey, yeah. this, it's, it's, it's one part, hey, we're getting the action going live on USA. We start fucking hot. Like, ooh, what the fuck happened? But on the other hand, it's part, you never know what's going to happen in a WWE event. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, there's been whatever news, rumor, speculation about why they did it that way. I guess Logan Paul was getting booed. And so they were like, I oh, will start hot. Who cares? Whatever. Yeah, it worked. I, I don't care why. That's a great. That yeah. was a great idea of how to start it. Um and then yeah, they had the second segment. Um, yeah, it happened. Uh, it Maurice got did. on there. Maurice got on there and dropped jewels. She dropped some Paul Heyman bars. Um, the likes of which Paul Heyman could never. Uh, <laughs> no doubt. Um, <laughs> we talked about Mrs. Balls again a lot. I forgot about that part. So maybe yeah, okay. Well, first half was dope. Um, I'm going with Logan Paul. We're going with Logan Paul. The Miz is the guy who can do these things, the celebrity matches, um, and still come out his 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 own way, um, some kind of hole. He lost to Bad Bunny last year. Uh, Bad Bunny. Um, he teamed with Logan Paul this year and to look good, you know, with the stereos. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he's taking the L. Um, maybe it's some kind of, like, boxing-related maneuver because he boxes too. I don't know, maybe the right hand. Um, he'll throw some right hands throughout the whole fight, but that won't do it. He has to like really wind this. He's a super saiyan, this right hand and, uh, knock this out for the, yep. Yep. Sock him, sock him boppers. Um, for the one, two, three, um, pushing forward, man. I, uh, I like this guy, man. Pat McAfee, dude. I do too. You really anyway, believe I don't know. Is it, is it because like he loves the sport so much? Yeah. Like he's and he a lo- true and he's, fan. And he's good at it because he loves it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I like him. The natural athleticism, of course. I should say un un uh not underrated, but not expected. Unexpected athleticism. He was a punter. But you still have to be an athlete, right? Yeah, but being so good and so believable in the microphone, Pat McAfee taking on bum ass Baron Corbin, bum ass Baron Corn Cobb. I think he just needs to take a little bit of time off, 
reevaluate <laughs> himself. Yeah. So Pat McAfee for the win. <laughs> <laughs> reevaluate. I mean, no this. No this because like Baron Corbin does well with what he does on TV. He finds a way to kind of figure it out, man. You know, like sad. He Corbin hasn't was had hilarious. Dude, he killed that. He did. <laughs> he did kill that. Because they've been giving him some 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 shit to deal with. And like that sad Corbin shit, like it felt natural. <laughs> Bruh, grew his hair out like a fucking goo with that stained up uh, button up. Bruh, yeah. Huh. He made it work. That happy Corbin shit, not so much. No. Um, that was a little corn. That was a little cheese. Um, yeah, man. I, I don't know how I see this going, man. I feel like Baron Corbin is due for one. But it's Pat McAfee. Yeah. But Pat can can Pat McAfee just keep beating wrestlers like he beat Austin Theory? I mean, like the motherfucker's on TV more than goddamn Baron Corbin is. Who is? Oh, Pat McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but he's not a wrestler. Yeah, he's still on there. His voice is on there. His voice. Yeah. And it's different from Andy, Michael Andy's Cole. And he's got like his little podcast shit too. Yep. Yep. Mm. But mm. see, was there any like was there any like like heat between the two of them when he was on his podcast, or was this just straight up on the show? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if he was on his podcast. I don't know. You know. Um They were teammates on the Colts. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I figure what it was, I figure this is all just I don't know the work. Um, the only thing I've seen of Pat McAfee's podcast was like most of the Vince McMahon interview. Mm-hmm. So, Same here. Um, damn, I was on one hand, man, I was ready to pick Baron Corbin, just feeling like, yeah, Pat McAfee is on the show a lot, and a loss to Baron Corbin isn't bad for him. It gives Baron Corbin a rub for his old teammate, and Pat McAfee can't just keep beating superstars. Right? It's one thing if he beats Austin Theory, he's a noob. Right. Theoretically, we, we were supposed to forget the NXT part never happened. We're supposed to forget mm-hmm. that he was on Raw with Seth Rollins three years ago, two, three years ago. We're supposed to forget that. So he's a noob. So you can understand that loss. Huh. Damn. I'll stay spicy, man. I'm going to go with Baron Corbin. All right. Just because. We've done two of them so far. I'm going to regret it right when the match starts. I know I'm going to. But we already got the celebrity win with Logan Paul. So maybe we get like the the late show, damn, celebrity guy lost win. So yeah, celebrity guy lost. Let's give it to our team, our guy, to where we could take Pat McAfee out of the main event. And it'll probably be uh, Michael Cole and Corey Graves. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, well, like, I feel like they would take him out anyways, even if he either won. Either way. Either way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be a two-man team for that. Right. So now, instead of, like, if he won and left, he'd be like, oh, he won. Where'd he go? Celebrating. Yeah. Not everybody thinks that, though. <laughs> unless, they, unless unless Michael Cole, unless they do a backstage vignette of Pat Bagby celebrating. <laughs> Uh, but again, I mean, he, he loves this shit. So, like, if he loves it, he'd want to be there, celebrate his win. You know what I mean? Um, 
But hey, psychology. I don't know. I'm going with Baron Corbin. I'm gonna stick with it. It's all good. Um Did you notice on Raw? These two matches I'm gonna lump together. Uh I'm not gonna lump them together, but this past Raw did a lot, a lot, a lot to build the judgment day. Yeah. Because they a needed different it. things. Yeah, they needed it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about the, the, the formatting of Raw was really interesting because that second hour, the second hour of Raw, half of it was dedicated to the Judgment Day. Yeah. It started out with Rey Mysterio's celebration, which turned into the tag match. Now, them surrounding the ring was a little weird. Like, oh, it's just two guys around the ring. It's two on two. Like, it's not, yeah. like that's not a, that's not a big deal, but it was, a, it was a planned tag match, right? That got a lot of time, a lot of TV time, a new, which appears to be a new feature of Raw. The first two hours were only three matches. Yeah. Um, that, that second hour was half of it was dedicated to the Judgment Day, and then 15 minutes for Bianca and Becky, and then Alyssa, Alyssa, uh, Alexa Bliss and Dewdrop. Very well, interestingly formatted. But, yes, that entire half hour was dedicated to building the Judgment Day, who, who completely needed it in my eyes. Uh, they lost Edge, and we said it was going to take a little more effort. Uh, and it looks like a little, more, a little bit more effort is taken. The Mysterios versus the Judgment Day. No disqualification. Talk to me, Ray. This one's tough, man. It's no DQ stipulation. Mm-hmm. Does Edge come back? I don't know, man. I thought we would see him at, at uh, I thought we'd see him at SummerSlam. I mean, sorry, at Raw before some slamming in Madison Square Garden. So I thought, too, maybe they're saving it. Yeah, they played his little little vignette beforehand. Yeah. And they showed uh, Ray's mask and 619 and shit. Well, didn't fucking Dom got kidnapped, though, too? <laughs> there was so much wrong with that. <laughs> you know, they kidnapped that boy. <laughs> Bro, imagine being at your birthday party. And somebody comes in, and you get the work at your party. All them people like, sitting there watching. No you get, you, you get yoked up by Rhea Ripley pulling you by the mullet. You got no real friends there. Bro, my man in the – what jersey was he wearing? My man, I think, like the Chargers jersey. Like, you got to pull him aside. Like, oh, you just going to watch? You just going to watch? <laughs> you just going to watch this shit happen? Like, that whole <laughs> family of Mysterios – and nobody stopped Rhea Ripley Well, no, his, his, his sister tried to, didn't she? And got muffed. Yeah. She's, what, 19, 20? She got muffed. See, I figured they were going to add her to the match. <laughs> Dog. Dog. My man's got yoked up by the hair from Rhea Ripley. The whole fa- And Ray going to stand at the... He's like, ah, come on, hey, come on, man. Fuck, come on, stop it. He's standing at the doorway, like hesitating, like, no, that's your son getting kidnapped. Like, yeah, they're help, taking your son. Your son. They're, they're taking your son. Taking your son from you. How old is Dominic? I'd be like mid 20s. Bruh, why they be booking him like he's 14 years old? <laughs> like, he's forever stuck in that storyline. Bro, forever <laughs> stuck. Bruh, his daddy looking down, like, oh, man. Guy. So, like, did they just, like, release him? 
Hell of a question. They just let him go? Yeah. That's crazy. They put his daddy through a table and then just let him go. I mean, they don't want to hurt him. They want to they love him. They want to mold him. Do you think that's going to happen? Mm-hmm. I, um, like, this would have to... This would have to do it for me if I was Dominic. Like, Dad, like, you <laughs> my didn't daddy do can't shit. protect you. You didn't protect me for shit, dog. Like, come <laughs> on, man. I don't know. Um, I have my choice chosen, but how do you see this going? I'm going to go with fucking Judgment Day because they need it. Yeah. I agree. I'm going with Judgment Day, too. I don't know how we fig- I don't know how we work Edge into this. And not, at least not specifically. It's no DQ. So that, that leaves that opening for Edge or any kind of shenanigans. Maybe Edge comes back and it's like, um, oh, he's going to go after the Judgment Day. Oh, he spears fucking Ray. Why? Oh, no. And Dominic is like, man, fuck, man. My daddy fuck really can't. You, dad. you know what I'm saying? And his name is Dominic. Like, it's not, it's not just a dark name. It's a super Mexican name. So, like, it's <laughs> just Dominic and Damien. Um... Yeah, man. Yeah, the Latino community really likes some dark names. Damien. Dominic. SPM. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, man. It's <laughs> a deep cut. Yeah. Uh, that's a deep cut. Um, yeah, man. I'm going with the Judgment Day. They need it. I don't know what happens with Dominic. I saw, I noticed, this was pointed out to me afterward, that Rey Mysterio was wearing black and purple. Like the Judgment Day's colors. What if he's like, fuck you, son? Bruh, fuck I you, son. I'm gonna destroy the, I'm gonna... <laughs> I am the higher power. It was me. It was me all along. Um, swerve. Swerve, bro, for the sake of. Um, yeah, Judgment Day has to take this. They've got to take this yeah. um, in some form or fashion. I need a good proper blow-off match between Ray and Ray and uh, Finn, though. Um, I wouldn't be mad at that. I wouldn't be mad at that at all. That'd be good. Uh, taking Judgment Day. This match, man, and a kudos to Raw, because I want to talk about this match, too. For the United States Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory, Mr. Money in the Bank. I don't even know where to start. Because leading up to this week, leading up to this week, it felt like Bobby Lashley was an afterthought in feud. And he still does. However, on Monday Night Raw, that first hour of Raw was booked so interestingly to me. Because that entire segment, it was for one, only one match. And on the low, suddenly, that entire first hour of Monday Night Raw was about Austin Theory. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of those things that that says to me, vision, if not a plan. Austin Theory is the guy that they want to build to, right? But segment-wise... People walked away feeling like there was something to be desired. Not this past Raw, but just in general, right? The Vince McMahon, the Vince McMahon um, uh, accompaniment, um, 
I mean, Roman Reigns even addressed it with, hey, your daddy's not here anymore. Which I was at the crib like, God damn, dog, they really. Already. Already. I imagine Vince would love that shit, though. Oh, yeah. He's probably sitting at home. Good shit, pal. Good (laughs) shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, Use me in the angle. Yeah. But, like, that was shocking to to hear. And Heyman already teased it when he said, you'll be the next guy out of here. About the sound guy. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, the entire first hour of Raw was about Austin Theory. Roman Reigns came out and he set the tone, but Austin Theory interrupted Roman Reigns. And then Austin Theory gets interrupted by Drew McIntyre. And then you start building toward the Bobby Lashley-Austin Theory match, which seems like an afterthought. But then during the match, Dolph Ziggler comes out. In his his feud, his budding feud with Austin Theory. But the way Austin Theory was like handling himself was a credit to his character. Because he stepped in the ring against the bloodline. Yeah. He stepped in there one on three. Jay gave him that bacon. And he didn't (laughs) take and and he didn't take that shit lying down. No. Right? He hit him with the briefcase and fought back. And then, in the tag match, Austin Theory wanted to be involved. He really wanted to be involved. And Shane was like, nah, homie, beat it. Smelly french fries. Irish french fries. And at the end of the match, Austin Theory still stood tall. And he only lost because Dolph Ziggler was there. He got distracted. Oh, the dreaded distraction, right? And then he took the L... From the from uh, the the the, the wrap the story up with the bloodline, yeah. but Austin Theory's character is interesting to me now because he lost his daddy, so he doesn't have that help anymore. He's an island unto himself with just him and his potential. He's as a rookie, he's in over his head. Big time. He's in deep waters because he's got Dolph Ziggler looking at him. He's got Bobby Lashley looking at him. He got disrespected and interrupted by both Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, respectively. And even talking shit with the bloodline. It's a lot of hefty names coming at you. You want all the smoke. All the smoke. He is in over his head, but he is not running from it. Gotta respect it. It was almost a subtle way of saying, yeah, Vince was here. But Vince was with me because he seen this shit in me. And I'm here for a reason. That was a that was a hell of a first hour of Raw. I have to give it all the props in the world. Yeah. For them to, to showcase Austin Theory they did. They showcased him in every format. The promo, the emotion, the selling when he's not wrestling. Because he had to sell the bars. He had to sell being nervous. He's on the mic. He's not on the mic. But Roman Reigns is talking shit. He's like, oh man, he looks nervous. And you can see him say, I'm not nervous. I'm not nervous. But you can tell like nervous. he was saying it that way, man. I'm not I'm not nervous. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's who he is. Like, but you like he's clearly nervous, but he wasn't gonna run from it. That was like I said, salute. Hell of a first hour. Um testing him in the match, a long match. The emotions within the match, the storytelling within the match. That was a hell of an hour for Austin Theory. All yeah. salutes in the world. Um how do you see this match going, though, with Bobby Lashley? And let's talk about the Bobby Lashley Theory feud um, along with it. So, yeah, talk to me, man. I've been going. Uh, man, I think uh, I think we're going to have the – I think Bobby's going to retain. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a banger. 
But okay. I mean, I, if they let this one go and let him show some fire, yeah, it'll look really good for him, even in a loss. Right. Yeah. You know, and and I think this could be over with after this. Yeah, I'd imagine it wouldn't we be. We got we got Ziggler creeping. Yeah. Creeping. Which I wouldn't be mad street. at that little feud either. Not at all. Not at all. And they seem to be doing something with Ziggler, just kind of a makeshift tag team with AJ Styles. Um, some kind of alliance there. But that could be a fun tag team. Yeah. That could be a low-key fun tag team. Um Yeah, man. I see it the same way. Bible Lash is gonna retain. Um Another showcase for Theory on a big stage, SummerSlam. It's still SummerSlam. It's the U.S. Championship match. It's Money in the Mr. Money in the Bank. Um, yeah, he's gonna go down swinging. Go down mm-hmm. swinging. Hell of a loss. A loss. I, bet, I mean, if he gets put in that chokehold, he's not gonna tap this time. He's just gonna go out. Oh, the full Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. He ain't tapping. Austin Theory might be a babyface. Yeah, I think he is. He's 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 being presented as this brash, young, cocky guy who used to have missing man in his back pocket. But these are babyface tendencies. These are all he's doing. He's tendencies. doing what he should do. You yeah. know, like for the storyline, he's doing what he should be doing. Standing tall, because why wouldn't he want the exactly. things that he has? Like, why are his accomplishments like they shouldn't be disrespected? No, like, why wouldn't he go after all this shit? Exactly. If he's there for the you same know? reasons everyone else is there, why does he have to wait in line just because he's a young dude? It's yeah, his motivation, exactly. you know what I'm saying? I think the presentation, we talked about it before when he won Money in the Bank. Maybe he turned babyface last week, this past Monday, with Vince being yeah. gone. Because before, a lot of it was, man, he's associated with Vince, he hasn't done anything, he's just whining, he's this, he's that. But I mean, we can't be mad if his character, character-wise, we're all talking character-wise, taking advantage of the opportunities that were given to him. Especially if exactly. he proved himself to be this guy on his own, and it wasn't like like Vince has been gone a couple days, and he didn't like he instantly stepped in that role of like, "Fuck it, I'm out here. What's up?" You know what I'm saying? I'm not nervous. I'm not nervous. I'm not. Ner- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, he's he's young, got ways to go. Uh, Bobby Lashley, the uh, yeah, I like that. I like that pass off finish that you uh, that you that you mentioned. Um, this match is the only one I can't decide on, but it's probably the one I'm looking forward to the most for the WWE oh, yeah. Tag Team Championships. The Usos versus the Street Profits. This is the one thing that's kind of throwing me. Special guest referee. Jeff Jarrett. You think Jeff going to do him dirty? I don't know. I don't know. It's so random. Before we dig into a quick sidebar, uh, have you do you, have you been seeing anything about Ric Flair's last match? Matt sent it to me. I haven't watched it yet. Do you know who the match is against? Is it, it's not Ricky Steamboat, is it? It's not Ricky Steamboat. It's a tag team match. Ric Flair and Andrade, El Idolo, versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. It's happening in Nashville, StarCast 5, um, RicFlairsLastMatch.com, the day after SummerSlam. Shit. Mm-hmm. 
They got a whole card. It's gonna be on Fight Network. They got like a whole like seven eight match card. Damn. Okay. Yeah. And it's looking fire. Huh. Huh. So yes, they've had some. Uh, they've got a, a mini series leading up to it called basically yeah the the lead up to Ric Flair's last match. I have seen a little bit of clips of the second one, the second episode. I think there's three out as of this recording. There'll be one more after the match. Um. So, but yeah. In the feud, or at least in 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 the build up to it so far, what I've seen, um, this is really good. Like I'm really kind of excited to talk about this. So, Ric Flair has been talking about the one last match, but are you familiar with the Ric Flair Jay Lethal connection? I feel like I've heard about a little bit. Go ahead, let me know. So, Ric Flair was in TNA like ten years ago. And Jay Lethal, who had been, you know, tearing it up in ROH and doing great work in TNA, he he got a great look working alongside Ric Flair. He's his he's Ric Flair's like his idol. And he does a great Ric Flair impression. Uh, he does a great Randy Savage impression, which is a, another story, but he does a great Ric Flair <laughs> impression. Like he talks just like him, mannerisms like him. They had a woo-off. In TNA, I remember. I remember seeing that. Yes, yes, yes. So he'd been doing this for a while, and like they became close. And so Ric Flair, in getting ready for his last match, he reached out to Jay Lethal. He's been working with Jay Lethal on helping him get in decent in ring shape. So in the build up, Jay Lethal comes and he's like, "Hey, I want to talk to you, you know, about about the card." He's like, "Is there a way I can, you know, get get some space on the card?" And Ric Flair was like, "Nah, man. I'm mean, listen. I'm just be real with you. You're we're we're really loading this thing up, you know, with with guys who have resumes. You're 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 an opening match guy. Ooh, right, Ooh. <laughs> right, right. So bet seed planet, right? Go further on into it. So Nashville, Tennessee, is where Ric Flair, or sorry, Jeff Jarrett is from." Mm-hmm. Long, long family ties in the Memphis territory. Uh, his daddy promoted it. His, he's a third-generation promoter. His grandmother started promoting wrestling in the 40s. So Jared, Jared is, is 10 toes, extra toes deep in his shit, 30 toes deep. And they're having all of these things happen in Nashville, right? The press conference, um, the build-up, all of it's happening in Nashville, under Jeff Jarrett's watch, helping out, right? Because he's he's close with Conrad Thompson, who's putting on Starcast Five, who happens to be Ric Flair's son-in-law as well. He's the podfather of this whole wrestling shit, right? Yeah. So we get to the press conference, and after the press conference, so during the press conference, Ric Flair gives this joke to Jeff Jarrett about like, yeah, Jeff Jarrett's been great for Nashville, uh, but I'm gonna have two tickets front row for him and his dad, right? So he's dropping jokes on Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> and then he leaves. Ric Flair leaves and gets confronted by Jay Lethal. And Jay Lethal's like, yo, like, I loved you, you asshole. You, 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 you just been using me this whole time. You used me, right? I asked you if I can get, I want a little piece, I just want to get a little involvement. You tell me I'm, you know, an opening card guy. Um, you had this whole press conference and you didn't even get me invited. Like, I had to fly myself out to get here, right? So he's tight at Ric Flair. He ends up punching Ric Flair in the stomach where he had, like, oh. his surgery, right? And it starts kind of whooping on Ric Flair. Then Jeff Jarrett comes over, like, "Yo, Jay, what the fuck are you doing?" Right now, remember I said TNA. Yeah. You know, you know who the founder of TNA is? Mm-hmm. Who is it? 
Jeff Jarrett, isn't it? Jeff fucking Jarrett, right? So I thought. So Jeff. You, you, you didn't think I knew. I'm doing it for the listeners, right? We have a show. <laughs> we have a show. We're doing a show here. So Jeff is like, yo, Jay, you're fucking wild. And like, knock it off. Knock it off. He's trying to help. He's trying to help Rick Flair up, right? Again, they got started in TNA. Jeff Jarrett gave him a job. Ric Flair is like, yo, fuck off, Jarrett. I don't like, get the fuck away. I'm, t- I'm tired of you and your old man. So Jeff Jarrett's trying to give him a helping hand after he just got his ass whooped in the parking lot. And Ric Flair is being Ric Flair. Being an asshole to Jeff Jarrett. So he, he cussed Jeff Jarrett out something crazy. Like, all you hear is bleeps. And now Jeff Jarrett is there with his wife, right? And Jeff was like, all right. Slaps across the face, starts whooping Ric Flair's ass. <laughs> he takes his wife's shoe, Karen Karen Jarrett, formerly Karen Angle, takes Karen Jarrett's shoe. It's a high heel and busts Ric Flair across the head with it mad times. But Ric Flair is bleeding all over his parking lot, whooping his ass, right? So now it's the tag match to set Ric Flair and Andrade El Idolo, Ric Flair's son-in-law versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant because Ric Flair – He's Ric Flair, but he's kind of being an asshole. What's yeah, new? Yeah, two guys. Right. What's fucking new? And that's their whole <laughs> that's their whole fucking point. Two guys who, despite all this shit, Jay Lethal loved him, idolized him growing up. Jeff Jarrett worked with with Ric Flair in WCW about this whole four horsemen angle. They have long time ties, long time history. He gave Ric Flair a fucking job when Ric Flair was on his ass. And now Ric Flair, who his last match, being a fucking asshole, being Ric Flair, nah, fuck all that. But they're the heels because they did it, even though they're completely fucking justified. It's so fucking dope. Anyway. So, yeah, that's the next day. <laughs> Let's take it back. Damn. Yes, that's what Jeff Jarrett is up to uh, all in Nashville that fucking weekend. On Sunday, he's probably going to make Ric Flair bleed and probably tap out to the figure four. But on Saturday, he is refereeing the Usos versus the Street Profits. This is this is gonna be. This will probably be match of the night. I'm thinking so. Um, but I can't see. I can't see the Usos losing. Yeah. Honestly, and for one, it'll fuck up. It'll just cause a rift in the bloodline. You know. True. I feel that. Does this feud continue? I don't know, man. They already did Hell in a Cell this year. Are they going to tease the Street Profits breaking up? Uh, That's what I'm worried about, man. They're going to tease it for sure. They were teasing, you know, I didn't. Now, Kayla just did what she was supposed to do. Kayla Braxton. She got on the mic and accused the Usos of cheating. That was lame. They didn't cheat. It just happened that way. Um, Dawkins, they've been talking about how Dawkins has been tired of being like, he hears the talk, he hears y'all chatter. I try to be careful about Dawks, how I talk about the street profits, but like, he hears the chatter. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he been out here showing out. That money in the bank match? Oh, yeah. Is. He showed his ass. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He hears the chatter. He may not be as outward and as charismatic or as outward, outgoing as, as Montez. He's still Angelo Dawkins, damn it. So that's an aspect. Um, this is crazy, dog. This is crazy. I think there's there's I think there's meat here with the Street Profits as a team. Still, there seems to be a focus on the tag teams. Yeah, with within one match, Judgment Day, Mysterios, 
Alpha Academy, whatever AJ Styles and Dolph Ziggler are going to be. So that's four teams just on Raw. And on SmackDown, you got the Usos. You got the New Day. You got the new Vicious Minnesota Oakland Viking Raiders. (laughs) What? (laughs) The new Vicious. You got Los Lotharios as a lower card tag team. So that's eight teams. That's eight teams plus a Street Fighter. So nine teams. And I feel like I'm still missing somebody. But. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Jeff Jarrett thing is throwing me off. Like, I, I ain't going to be honest. It's paranoid black dude brain. I didn't like that segment on Raw. You know the one. Goddamn, they're in the back giving each other, talking, talking shit, talking shit. And Jeff Jarrett, old, scary, big bicep white man with his blonde mustache and blonde hair looking like Colonel fucking Sanders. Telling these two young men of color teams to, to pipe, pop down! <laughs> pop down! You know what I'm saying? I didn't necessarily like that visual. Um, yeah, he's a ref. Like, he, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's not a referee by trade. He's a wrestler by trade. He's not a referee by trade. That doesn't make him qualify for the job. So, like... Yeah, he's a guy with the stripes. He could disqualify you. That don't mean I want to see him in the middle of these two dudes, these two teams. Grown men. These grown-ass men. In the biggest match of their careers. And the story is Jeff Jarrett. And what Jeff Double Jarrett's going to do. Yeah, yeah. J-E-double-F. J-A-double-R. <laughs> like, that's why it feels like this feud could continue. Because I don't... If... Ah, if if Jeff Jarrett goes heel in this match, then he has to be part of the story. Because he yeah. has to get his comeuppance. If he calls it straight, if he calls it just straight, then it's like, what is he there for? Mm-hmm. If he goes straight and he's a babyface, you get the big, the good, the feel-good moment. Street Profits, New Champs, and that and Jeff Jarrett did it in Nashville. Because <sighs> if he calls it straight and the Usos win. Then like damn street profits like you you had the you had the, you had it you know what I'm saying those those are your chances. If he calls it straight and the street profits win, it's like it's a little bit overshadowed by Jeff Jarrett. That's why it's so hard to call. That's why I'm going with the says. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. It's hard to see the bloodline without championships. Yeah. Like, for real. That's my biggest reason. That's a huge reason. That's a huge reason. Maybe we get a, a two out of three falls match. What's the next pay-per-view? Clash of the Castle? Yeah, not till September. Maybe we use Jeff Jarrett being not a great referee to... Oh, I just lost one of my buds, so the next one will probably be going soon. Um, What if we use Jeff Jarrett not being a referee... To where the profits get screwed again. Somehow. Maybe. Instead of like. Tez's shoulder was up. Maybe this time. Someone gets pinned. And it's not the legal man. That could be true. You know what I'm saying. That could that could work. You know what I'm saying. Some, some a, a small mistake. But some of that commentary will have to sell pretty well. Because they did it that. well in Money in the Bank. 
They did it well at yeah. Money in the Bank. I, like, it looked like a weird pin, but, like, you couldn't see that the shoulder was up until, like, no one could see it because they're on the monitors. They see what we see. Yeah. And so the the replay, that was that was not a bad way to do it. Ugh. I don't want the Street Profits win to be tainted by Jeff Jarrett. And if we could do three pay-per-views straight of Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins and it make it all make sense. We could do it with these two teams. We could do it with these two teams. Yeah. Um, I'll go Usos. I'll go Usos. I was, I was very close to going Street Profits. But, yeah, let them use a, a bad ref who's not great at refing. He makes a mistake. We go two out of three falls. And make it shake, man. Usos and the Wyatt family have a classic two out of three falls match. A slept on two out of three falls match back when they still wore face paint. We just saw Briscoe's FTR two out of three falls. Yo, yo, yo. I know, friend, I know. And the <laughs> listeners, if you have not seen the two out of three falls match, go do so. Go do so. I watched the first one first. Because I wanted to, because it's a sequel. I wanted to see what was in the first match to be able to like tie the stories together. Great match. Great match. Number two is better. I've heard I've heard great things. It, number two is better. And I don't want to give away the match, but just the stories of the match. The first match, which is three months ago, the FTR were just beginning their babyface turn in AEW. So they were like they were kind of like the de facto the de facto heels in this match. The way they worked it too. But in the second match. Before I even get to the second match, there were the de facto heels. It was it was more it was it was based on yeah who's a better team, which both matches are, but it didn't really devolve devolve until the the second half, the end of the first match. The second match, two out of three falls. AW or sorry, FTR is like the hottest babyface team right now. Yeah, big time. So the Briscoes kind of played the default heels in this match. And it devolved, devolved, <laughs> more so than before. It's like the tempers were still flaring from the last match three months ago. So it devolved even more. Check it out. Check it out. Um, great match. Um, so, yeah, hoping to see two out of three falls, Street Profits and Usos. Um, and creatively, there's a new regime. So maybe there's a way to do it. I'm with it. Yeah, maybe there's a way to do it. Creatively, gosh, God, I was about to, I was about to wild out. Gosh darn. Um, creatively, dude, Triple H is taking over. I've seen people say, hey, get rid of Bruce Pritchard. Put Paul Heyman in his spot. Give Paul Heyman SmackDown. No, these are all terrible ideas. Keep Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> Keep Bruce because he has an idea of whatever Vince's vision was. Yeah. And... We'd have to see if he's one of these so-called yes-men. He's worked in other companies without Vince McMahon before. It's a different era. It's a different age. It's a different person. So maybe the motivation is still there. But you don't you don't just fire a brain like Bruce Prichard. No. Paul Heyman. And I listen to Bruce Prichard's podcast. He's a, he's, a, he's a guy who's got a knack for details. Paul Heyman has a knack for ideas. Maybe not all the details. Not all of the details. But for the ideas and revolutionary ideas, boom. Triple oh, H man. ran the black and gold. Yeah. 
which showed a niche for ideas and details and execution. Twenty twenty two, dog. I'm looking forward to seeing what we got what they got cooking up for us. Twenty twenty two dog. What a time. It's a new it's a new day. Yes it is. It's a new day. Yikes, man. Um pushing forward for the Raw Women's Championship, we have Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. She, uh Go back to last year's SummerSlam. They are one and one. Yeah, they're so one they and one. Year in the making. We got here Bianca's a little. This. Sorry. Okay. All right. No, you good. <laughs> uh, we got here a little sloppy. Um, and I didn't mean just me and you, but now it's a double entendre. We got here a little sloppy, I think. We had a little quick little Carmelo thing. Um, only because of, you know, the Rhea Ripley injury. And maybe it's best the Rhea Ripley injury, injury happened. Because yeah. this feels like this would have been the match for SummerSlam anyway. Yeah. So I would imagine Rhea Ripley would have lost that match. Um, but again, this is back when Judgment Day wasn't being booked well. Where we just saw 30 minutes dedicated to them being booked well, looking like a threat. Um, so who knows? We didn't even talk about, yeah, dude, this is so fucking crazy. I keep jumping everywhere because everything is so fucking crazy. <laughs> like, not only is there a new creative brain, but, like, the what it means for a lot of people's careers creatively. It's a big thing. What it does for future free agents. Right? We haven't seen Johnny Gargano in seven months. Nope. Sasha Banks is gone. Naomi is gone. What would AEW have been a y- if if Vince stepped down a year ago? Would we have gotten Adam Cole? Would we have gotten Brian Danielson? Would Triple H found a way to make it right with CM Punk? Right? Miro. Claudio. A lot of the WWE guys who left, but also... They signed guys like an Orange Cassidy. They have Kenny. They have Young Bucks, who had talked to Vince McMahon in WWE in years prior. Yeah. Would Cody have yeah. left sooner? Well, I mean, that's a contract thing, so you can't say what if Cody left sooner. But the landscape of this thing really changes. Really changes. Um, wow. 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 I can't get over this. I can't get over this. Um Bailey's coming back soon. Charlotte will be back soon. Maybe Sasha, maybe Naomi. They're trying to build Alexa Bliss. Dewdrop is there. Asuka is there. Nikki A.S.H. is a thing. Um, Lacey Evans is back to being full Republican instead of, you know, liberal Republican. Um, They see something in Aaliyah. They see something in Shotzi. Let them play around with this women's division too, which has seemed a little bit stale. Damn, dog. What a time. What a time. Just got to wait and see what happens. Yeah, we have to wait and see what happens because they got a lot of names to play with and they don't all have to be in the championship scene all at once, right? That was kind of a thing with with WWE roster versus like the AEW roster of who makes it to pay-per-views, right? Yeah. When you see these people on television, 
there feels to be like a really clear, like, we care for this talent versus this is one of our jobber talents. Whereas they all make pay-per-view, though. Yeah. Whereas on an AEW show, on Dynamite, you may get an Ethan Page versus an Orange Cassidy match. And you may be like, yep, Ethan Page is losing this one. But it's going to be a competitive, full Ethan Page match. And Ethan Page doesn't make pay-per-views that often. No. So where when you get to the pay-per-views, these are both sides of teams that have been built. Whereas everyone's taking the loss on WWE television. So now that you have more names in the mix, they don't all have to be in championship feuds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. More depth in the, in the storytelling. What a time, dude. I can't wrap my face around this. Uh, Bianca Belair, she wins it as well. She, uh, the story is complete. A story that took place, uh, started a year ago with Becky Lynch's surprise comeback. Um, that match, that match set Bianca Belair up, Bianca Belair up for life. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, the, the groundswell of that match, Becky came back, took that moment and then Bianca took that L in, in 10 seconds. Um, and then came back and, and won in a hell of a match at WrestleMania. But this match here, yeah, Bianca wins. And you 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 tell the story. Well, the story, hey, Becky, who had to fight after she came back from the WrestleMania loss, she had to fight back, but never beat Bianca Bella in a straight-up match. No. You know what I'm saying? And she's not going to win this Saturday either. Right, and that's, that's so. the story you tell after that. That's what I mean. Yeah. So... Yeah, man. Going Bianca, man. Set her, set her up for set her in a good spot. Um she just got Charlotte left after this. As far as the four horsemen go. Um you think we see Bay actually you know what? No. Let's save it for this match. Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. You think we see Bailey come back? Tell me about this. Tell no. me what you think. No. Okay. I think we see Charlotte come back. Oh. Okay. Okay. And I think Charlotte costs Rousey the match. Mm. Ain't no way. Ain't no way Liv, Liv Morgan's beating Ronda straight up. <laughs> Ronda. Ain't no way. Huh. Okay. Because, I mean, they, they want Liv to keep the title for a little bit longer. They do. Yeah. And I don't see it, but this they is, want it. I, I know. Neither do I. I'm not hating. And, it's just yeah. And this is the way to do it. Have Charlotte cost. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I was thinking uh, maybe Bailey comes out and graduates Bianca. You think Bailey jumps to Raw? Yeah, I mean it's been so long. Was Bailey on since... Raw? She was. Was she on Raw or SmackDown? I can't even remember. It's been so either. long. I don't either, actually. I think so it was a way perfect time to change it up. Yeah. Huh. It'd be fresh on either side, clearly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think but it was. No, like right Bailey now, comes Bianca out and Bailey comes out and congratulates Bianca, but then turns heel. Boom. Well, she was already. Oh, like well, she was healed when she left, so she comes back for a brief babyface spot and goes back to who she was. Yeah. Yeah. I could see Charlotte. I mean, at most, if we're gonna if we're gonna do it that way, I could see Charlotte coming out and then and then Bailey coming out in the same match. 
Live it's a lot for one match. And the reason I can see that for one match is it seems like it'd be a lot for two matches and two different segments that have two different returns. That's true. It would almost seem like literal the same segment back to back, just on Raw and then one. Yeah. Side. You know what I mean? Um, before I was even thinking about Bailey and Charlotte, I was thinking about a heel turn from Ronda Rousey. Because she was her most interesting with Ronda with uh with Natalia. Yeah, but that's true. I think this babyface thing maybe it it she was so negative and mean about wrestling when she was away. Work or shoot, whatever it was, right? The publicly she was mean about it. She was expecting to come back as a heel anyway. Yeah. And then got cheered. Um that interview last week, the face-to-face, mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey said some things that made me think, okay, okay. She talked about how dedicated Liv Morgan was. She talked about how I'm Ronda Rousey, you're Liv Morgan. You know what I'm saying? I think Liv Morgan guts it out clean like a squeaky small package or a crucifix pin, uh, a surprise if you're Ronda Rousey. And then Ronda at first is like, damn, shorty, all right. And then she like rips Liv Morgan's bop, bop, arm bop, bop. out. Yeah, like <laughs> she rips her arm out and then beats her with it. That'd I be tight. That maybe the maybe the heel turn from Ronda Rousey, the one she's been wanting to do for a while. And then they cut on dragged by a truck from Sangasuga Bog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Brock Lesnar comes out to Dick Filet. <laughs> yes. Um so I think we agree. Liv Morgan taking it over Ronda Rousey. Yes. The main event, dog, for the last time, last man standing match, the big dog, the tribal chief. He's not the big dog anymore. He's the tribal chief, the head of the table. Roman, he's not even the head of the table anymore. Like It's, it's implied he's the head of the table because he's the tribal chief. I like that. Yeah. Roman Reigns taking on Brock Lesnar, last man standing They've had a lot of matches. Yes. They've had a lot of matches. I three WrestleMania matches. Uh, this will be their what second SummerSlam match? Yes. They had one at Crown Jewels at six. I feel like there's one or two I'm still missing. I'm gonna say they've had about ten matches now. Close to it. I mean fuck it. Hey, fuck it. And here we are. For the last time. Uh, I'm sure we have our picks, but I don't want to just jump right into it. Um, mean. This aspect of the feud. Talk about this aspect of the feud. How do you think about it so far? It's good. Um, I was kind of expecting uh, Lesnar to be on Raw on Monday, but yeah, kind of just didn't happen. Yeah, you know, um, and the whole shit with uh, last Friday of him walking out. We'll get there. We'll get there. Let's stick to the feud. Yeah, we'll get there. You know, Brock. It was supposed to be Randy Orton's spot. And so we got the Brock aspect, which you had to make it happen. If you can't go on what you want to do, make it bigger, right? But we know Roman Reigns has been gone because that's just his new schedule. But Brock is also gone all the time, too. We needed more of both guys, one or the other, 
to build this match. I don't think they've been on screen together since Money in the Bank, have they? Sounds about right. And we know Roman Reigns has been gone. Brock Lesnar was on SmackDown. No, neither of them were on Money in the Bank. No, yeah, you're right, right, Money in the Bank. Um, So when, when, oh, it was SmackDown. Roman Reigns defended against Riddle. It was on SmackDown. Um, And they haven't been on the same screen since. Brock Lesnar was on SmackDown, and we'll, we'll get into the rumor aspect of it. But Roman Reigns was on Raw, and yep. it was Madison Square Garden. It feels a little improperly timed if Brock is so Brock right now, and he wants say. Roman Reigns the way he does. That, yeah. It feels more lip service than actual build. Roman or Paul Heyman did his thing on Monday. Oh yeah, always Sold does it again. But the desperation between the two guys doesn't seem like it's there build wise for me. Um, I was one of those guys. I I wasn't excited when Brock came back, but I see the justification for it. It's big business. They had to fill in a spot. Other guys don't really seem to be ready. No. Not at all. Um, and again, this is dropping before SmackDown, so maybe they do something just crazy, crazy, but we'll see. Um, so now let's get to the other stuff. R- rumor has it Brock Lesnar walked out of SmackDown when he found out Vince McMahon is retiring, and then, uh, but of course, he was on SmackDown at the end of the show. Do you believe Brock Lesnar left SmackDown, first off? Yeah. Okay. So you think he left and they, they brought him back? Yeah. What makes, you, uh, what makes you feel it? I mean, it's just always the shit you always heard. I mean, Brock was always riding with Vince. I mean, Brock could do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. And <laughs> Vince would always say, yeah, go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, there was never any... There's never any. Oh well, we maybe we should do it this way. It was always. You think Brock, Brock had Lesnar. that? You think he had that kind of sway like that? I mean, he didn't. He didn't want it in the streak, from all accounts. No, he didn't want that. No, but. But no, I mean, I kind of do. I mean, he. They haven't come back. Whenever I mean, they signed that check, you know. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I always felt like he was running his creative. I don't know if he was running his creative so much as maybe he's just loyal to Vince McMahon. Yeah. I think we overestimate how much people have actual control over anything. Like they may have, no, that's true. They, they have ideas, I'm sure. There may be things they don't want to do. There, this isn't the 80s and 90s where people are like refusing to do things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that ended... To me, I would lead that. I would think that ended with the screw job. Yeah, because you saw yeah, for what sure. you saw what Vince would do when he had to hold it down. Yeah, um, and we all grew up on that. Every wrestling fan grew up on the screw job, right? You know what I'm saying. So I don't think there's that same aspect of no, I'm, I'm refusing to do this. I don't think Brock had that that kind of yeah. This is still Vince's shit. <laughs> you know what I'm well, that's why I think he left because Vince wasn't there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm of that belief, too. Um, 
I liked the swerve at the end of SmackDown, thinking that you know he wasn't going to be there. Um, and it the way he showed up on SmackDown in that type of segment, it leads credence to it. Yeah, because honestly, it was a throwaway sure. segment that did nothing to really build the SummerSlam match, except deliver on a promise that Brock Lesnar was going to be there. He didn't say anything. He just came in and whooped Austin Theory's ass. And it made loose sense because he's, for one, whooped Austin's theory's ass a couple times before. <laughs> and two, because he keeps talking shit with Brock Lesnar's name with the briefcase. But it didn't really build toward the match at all. No. It was written like a safeguard. And if you know, did you watch SmackDown? No. I saw SmackDown live. Um... At the end, and there's a great screenshot that shows it, but at the end, Brock Lesnar, after he's whooping Merkin ass, he tips his hat to the hard camera. So like he was sort- never he was never not gonna be there. No, I think he left and he came back and he <laughs> tipped his hat to the hard camera as a way to say thank you, Vince. Hmm. Not so much to the fans. He knew Vince was watching. And it looks like no one got to say bye to Vince, as if Vince was not there at all. So the emotionality of that relationship. I think that's yeah, pretty I think cool. That's what that was. He was tipping his hat to Vince. Thank you, Vince, for everything you've done. He might have texted Vince and was like, yo, go, go do the show. Go do the show. Quit playing. <laughs> Quit playing. Like, be a businessman. Like, I know it's fucked up. I'm not there. You got my number. Go do the show. Quit playing. No, not go knock this shit out. Um, but build wise, this match hasn't been there. Um, no. We put up a poll on Instagram, the Instant Grams, that said, "Hey, because this was before the news came that Brock was back. It's before SmackDown aired. Hey, is Brock quote unquote unprofessional too? Comparing it to Sasha Banks and Naomi walking out of Raw. Well." The vast majority of you are very disappointing, um, morally reprehensible human beings. Two-thirds of the votes, and there were more than three votes, two-thirds of the votes said that Brock Lesnar was not unprofessional for walking out of SmackDown. Now, I'm going to stick with the fact that I believe he did leave SmackDown. Once he came back on SmackDown, I saw all this shit. I was on the Twitter timelines. All these people were like, oh, you got worked. I can't believe you even believed it in the first place. Nah. Fuck out of here, okay? I'm all for, listen, I believe he left. But even if he didn't leave, I'm all for companies using the internet to work internet fans. Oh, yeah. That vocal, it's not, a, it's not the same minority it was. It's, a, it's, it's loud. Mm-hmm. But I think he left. Yeah, me too. And it's okay to believe it. It's still wrestling. Just let me believe it. Just let me believe it. I hate us. I hate us. I hate us. I do. <laughs> the biggest wrestling feud ever is not Austin McMahon. It's not Austin Rock. It's wrestling fans versus wrestling. Always will be. Always will be. It's the feud of the year. Feud of the decade. They can headline WrestleMania every year. And the fans mm-hmm. wouldn't get tired because there's always something new to add to the feud. I believe he left. Did you see the rumor that they were talking about Goldberg? Oh, hell no. 
I was like, oh, Rin's going to love this. No. Rin's going to love this. Um, it was the only thing that made sense and the only thing that would have helped replace the majesty of that match. They just got him but, uh, waiting in the wings, don't they? They don't, they don't fuck with Goldberg like that. <laughs> they don't fuck with Goldberg like that. They don't put Good. him on the WrestleManias. They don't put him on the WrestleManias. They just send they'll, his ass overseas. They'll send him overseas to Blood Money 9. They might put him uh, on SummerSlam. He murked Dolph Ziggler a couple SummerSlams ago. A hell of a spear. But he's they not, might put him on Clash. They might put him on Clash. You know what I'm saying? It's right. overseas. <laughs> they'll throw him on the Rumble and let him get murked by Drew McIntyre. They're not putting him on Mania, though. No. His last Mania, he got murked by Braun Strowman in front of a crowd of nobody. Which only happened because Roman Reigns didn't want to work. That's yeah. a joke. That's a joke. I know. <laughs> but, yeah, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, man, how you see this going? Last man standing. Uh, what, what, what is Roman Reigns going to have to do? He's going to have to, like, bury him. Literally. My earbuds just went out. We're going to make it work, though. I was down to bury him. He's going to win. Yeah. You know, but I, I hope this is it. Truly it. Who knows? Yeah, truly it. But I guess only time will tell. What do they do next? Reigns and Drew. Oh, yeah. Clash of the Castle. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Uh, what does Brock do next? Goes home and... Hunts and Hunts make and sex the sable. Make the sex. Make the sex. Making the sex. Yeah. What is the next Brock Lesnar feud that makes sense? Because this one wasn't initially planned, but I know he's got time left on the contract. Do we get another Brock? Do we get another Bobby Lashley match? Do we finally get the Matt Riddle match? We get that or well, I mean, shit. I've seen somebody brought up fucking Goldberg and Riddle. Again. We gotta get that too. Yeah. Riddle, Riddle was talking shit about both of them. Yeah, I know he was. You know what I'm saying? You know? Maybe maybe Riddle is eventually gonna be on their level. Oh, I'm sure he will be. I'm not mad. Yeah. I'm not mad. Huh. I'm trying to see what else there is for Brock. I mean there's there's Austin Theory, of course. I don't know if that's a pay per view match. No. But clearly, that's somebody they see. You know what I mean? Like we we just talked about the brilliance of the first hour, so yeah, you build to that. It'll take some months. It won't just be <laughs> at the clash of the castle. Um, hmm. Be on the eye for that. Um, I don't know what Roman Reigns does. He's gonna have to get violent. Is this yeah. is this SummerSlam TV fourteen? They at first it was, and then they switched back to TV PG. Well, I know the Raw. Going forward, we're supposed to be TG14, and apparently there's like an, uh, a memo sent out too soon or whatever the words is. Um, but I don't know if that affected. I mean, I would imagine it would affect pay-per-views, but they didn't explicitly say that. So I don't know. And I don't know if this one is going to be TG14, this, 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 this pay-per-view itself, this premium live event itself. It ought to be. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, hey, they've been doing well in PG. They haven't had a bad pay-per-view in years. Uh, no, they haven't. So they, they they found a way to make it happen. That's with Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns included. But you know, if it's CB14, you got a little more leeway. Roman Reigns is going to have to like 
Tap into something. <laughs> Big time. Tap into something. His last last man standing match. Uh, a couple glitches with some with some handcuffs. It was it was straight with Kevin Owens. It was smooth. It's all right. Um, this is a different beast. Literally. Literally. Literally's. No, 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 I want to see it. <laughs> For sure. Yo, man, that is SummerSlam 2022. Um, yeah, we think about the card now, man. Now we talked it through. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I mean, I just was. I mean, I was looking forward to it, but it just sucks. Can't watch it live. Yeah, I feel that. But, yeah. <laughs> Yo, man. Yeah, that's going to suck. I wish I could watch it live, too. Um, I'm going to try to avoid my phone. I'm just going to stay off my phone, if possible, um, and make it shake that way. But, uh, yeah, this will be, be decent, man. Like I said, I'm looking forward to Usos and Street Profits. But Seth Rollins and Riddle, that's going to be a slapper. Um, Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch, I think it's going to be a slapper. I think we might see something out of this no-DQ match. It's going to be more angle-based. Pat McAfee, he always shows his ass. When he's in yeah. the ring. So that could be enjoyable. Uh, Miz will drag some out of Logan Paul. I don't really care about this Liv Morgan Ronda Rousey thing, but well, you know, we'll see how it shakes, man. We'll see how it shakes. Everything has potential to push a story forward or come to a satisfying conclusion. You know, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, however that's going to end. Um, but dig it, man. Well, Rick Ren, Rick Ren, Rick Ren. Let me know you reach on the social medias, dog. You got it, amigo. All you sick fucks out there can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at a motherfucker. A underscore M A A F F H U C K A. Check it the fuck out. And check me the fuck out on the Instagrams, on the Twitter at Juvie Desayuno. That's J U V I D E S A Y U N O. Check out the show page. Me and Big Ren on the show page, on Twitter, on the Instagrams, at the hard camera. Everything is on those pages. Everything. Show stuff. Witty stuff. Twitter stuff. Instagram stuff. Live pay-per-view stuff. Premium live event stuff. Heartwarming content. Heart-building content. Content that goes all the way out to Australia. And it's... Down with the sickness. I think that might have been my best one. Um, <laughs> for your guy, Juve. For your guy, Big Ring. We are the powers of pain. We'll be back next week with the recap. But until next time. We'll see y'all next time. Adios, amigos. Uh, Salute.